This is Cinespection, two guys talking about movies, TV, and more. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cinespection. I'm John. Yay. And we're here to talk about movies and TV and everything that we love. This week, WandaVision and somewhat reluctantly the Lost World Jurassic Park. <laughs> so to get us started off, I am going to discuss this week's what I think was amazing episode of WandaVision. Something that, that's a little abnormal here is Gabe and I are going to have a differing of opinions for for once, for the first time. So Yay us. Um Let's go ahead and set the spoiler alarm before we begin, because this episode, in my opinion, was nothing but spoilers. All right, so uh, what were your general thoughts on the episode? I, th- I thought it was incredibly underwhelming. Uh, I thought it was, I mean, not incredibly, but I, th- I think it just did not, I never... <laughs> Somebody had mentioned, like, this is going to be a eight-episode trailer of the next movie. I just didn't think that that's what it would be. And I think it deserved a lot more with how many, like, crazy storytelling choices, uh, unconventional narrative, all those things. Like, And then at the end, it's just like, yeah, but wait for the movie. Uh, yeah. How I mean, I had, I had kind of predicted that it was going to be a big trailer like i i didn't it it actually resolved itself believe it or not more than i thought it was going to um and i think that that was because i i went in knowing that okay this is what they're going to do with these shows they're going to drive people to basically just go to the box office and i think that was the point of it although um i know that we had talked before and one of the things that, that you'd mentioned was that you felt like Darcy and, and those like sub characters, they didn't get what they deserve. And I actually, just before we got on tonight um, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I read that the, it was actually supposed to be 10 episodes, not nine. And there was an entire subplot that they had to cut out to be able to get the show out in time. Yeah. Right and on. that and it actually came out on Kevin Smith's podcast about all of this. So we might one day get to see something of that, but I really doubt that we'll see it. Uh, it's just, it, here's the thing. I mean, those characters, as fun and, again, bold, getting the secondary characters that not everybody remembers, like, just, you know, and put him in the spotlight like that, like, kudos for that. But then in the end, they were just there to have somebody outside of the hex telling you what was going on. Like, that's all they were there for, including Monica. Like, Monica gets powers. Yeah. And, and nothing happens. Matter. Nothing yeah. happens. It's, it doesn't matter. She's like, oh, man. But, I mean, her, her um, uh, resolution is you're going to go to space to see Nick Fury. I guess it's Nick Fury, right? I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, that's who it's going to be, Nick yeah. Fury. Yeah. So, so, so her resolution is you're going to go to space to see Nick Fury. So what about like her mother? What about uh, uh, her powers? What about her like taking over sword now that this guy who didn't do anything wrong? What's his name? The 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 guy that's uh, Hayward. Hey, this... 
Hayward, is that him? Yeah. Detect or the director Hayward. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, I mean, he tried to kill Wanda. Yeah, because she was holding people hostage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I I don't know if I said it on the show, but I know in past episodes, Hayward is very much like Nick Fury in the Avengers, and you know Nick Fury took the Tesseract to try to build weapons with it. But it was weapons to protect the world, right? And in a lot of ways, Hayward is doing the same thing. But they couldn't end the show with Wanda being the bad guy. So they had to make him be the bad guy. And one thing that I really... I I didn't like what I read the ending was originally supposed to be, which was kind of like a buddy cop ending where like Darcy and, and Monica and Jimmy went and like they found the book and like they just you know they stopped all of this stuff that was going on with Agatha Harkness like I I'm kind of glad that that didn't happen I mean I would have liked to seen them do something maybe but I I don't know how it would have turned out and it the way that it ended I think turned out pretty good I know that you don't think that it ended it, it nearly as good as it it could have right I th- I think I respected the show more than Marvel respected it. <laughs> like, you know, like, I just feel like Marvel was just like, yeah, I mean, here's a character. We need her to get, you know, to from A to B because she's going to be a villain in the next movie or whatever the fuck she's going to be. So we, we need we need this character to, to get from A to B. So do whatever you want. And I think Jack Schaefer, the showrunner and her writers and directors and everybody was just like, all right, so let's make this you know, count and, and probably, I don't know who came up with this sitcom idea, but like, you know, they, they, they made it its own thing. It found its voice. It was, it was like, it truly was something that was not in the pack of Marvel movies. And then the end is just a 25 minute uh, CGI snooze fest where, yeah. I mean, this, we'll, we'll get to, to this because it's one of the points where like they made up a villain in the after in the in the mid credit scene in the prior episode, just so uh, Vision would have somebody to fight. Uh, well, it, uh, I think it's. I think that's a long play, right? Like we know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, it, that's the fucking like. Uh, and I think that's why people are so frustrated with it, honestly, is because it is the long play. Like, in a way, I don't, you know, you remember the end of, what was it, Guardians uh, 1, where you get the mid credit scene, and it's just Thanos, and he grabs the infinity, infinity Gauntlet, and he puts it on, and he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, it's Age and, of Ultron, yeah. Or, oh, Age of Ultron. That movie, how, what, there were seven more movies after that before we finally got yeah. to, yeah. like, that? It's the same thing. Unfortunately, it's the same thing. Like, this white vision is going to be a good guy, but it took the the vision from Monica, or from Scarlet Witch, to unlock him. Otherwise, he, he needed... Um, they no, kinda but made he wasn't really... unlocked by Wanda. He was unlocked by Sword. No, okay, so he was rebuilt by Sword, right? Oh, right, and. Right. Um, yes, yeah, but right. Wanda's power unlocked him, and then on top of that, then he was just like he was Ultron there for like a minute. He was Ultron, right? He was following orders. He was what Tony Stark built to protect the world, and 
they said it really this was one line that i really liked at the end of the episode which was vision you're not only my sadness or whatever but you're also my love that that's what that vision was and when that vision unlocked the white vision's mind he like gave that little power of the mind stone to the other vision and then he took off right so we know that those memories are unlocked and then that vision is going to need to go on you know a vision quest per se right like in the next uh, movie in the yeah. next show and it's again it's not bad um at all by any means it's superior to i mean not to compare to but to anything dc has done except for birds of prey in the last five years but but I mean even within genre you know like sci-fi superhero narrative I think it was superior to most things I think it was good it's just the problem is I I really I, I really thought they would have some sort of resolution I thought I think I, I told you last week like it felt like the resolution was going to be for Wanda to realize you know what I don't need vision I don't need my brother I don't mm-hmm. need my parents I can be myself and that's enough you know, I, I don't I don't need to depend on somebody else. I can depend on myself. And that wasn't what, what it ended up being because when she said goodbye to Visions, he was like, Yeah, I'll see you soon or whatever, like or, yeah. or I'll see you again or something. So she's still like hanging on to this dead robot. That one piece. Yeah. She's yeah. she's hanging on to that one little piece. I mean, in a way she found herself, she did come to terms with it, but you're right. Like she came to terms with it with that fact that like She's not letting go. Um, And we really saw that in the last end credit scene where she heard one of her son's voices off in the distance yelling for her help. And it's like she didn't let it go. Um, And that's where we're going to get Mephesto and all of these other people. I I don't read comic books, but I read what House of M was about. Mm -hmm. Did you read that one? I didn't read House of M, but I, I know the general synopsis of it. That's exactly where they're going. They're, yeah. they're, that's exactly where they're going. She goes mad because uh, she's trying to find her children. And I think I think House of M is, is, is centered a bit more around the X-Men. So I don't think they'll go there. But but it'll be, you know, House of M uh, on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And probably Doctor Strange will be uh, somewhat of a Captain America Civil War situation. You know, where it's a, a standalone movie. But yeah. they'll have probably Spider-Man show up and Ant-Man and... Yeah, we know it's going to be, I, I like the Avengers 1.5 movies, like, you know, they're the, they're the Avengers plus a little bit, like. Yeah, yeah, especially because um, there's no Avengers in this, uh, in this, um, uh, phase. I mean, technically, we might not see the Avengers again for another couple phases, you know, this could be, we could be going a very long time without an Avengers movie. I did see, though, that they have greenlit a Mutants movie, so it is yeah, coming. That's, that's coming from one of those sources sources like i'm doing air quotes yeah like uh, Mul- murphy's multiverse or i one of i honestly guys. i think that they've introduced enough of it during wandavision though with they did everything but say mutant gene during wandavision and like that's what the whole x-men are based around right it's that mutant gene the x gene so i really i think that that holds some weight um and I don't know how they'll do it, but they they keep pulling series, it seems like, out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, what, like, a couple weeks ago, it's like, oh, we're good. 
not only did they release those 10 series when they did the whole, you know, Star Wars extravaganza, but now they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a Wakanda series now, too. And it's like, how do you guys have room for all of these things? So, well, instead of doing series uh, trailers, you're doing series. I mean, yeah. it just again, like, we're going to get Loki, and Loki's probably going to be for Doctor Strange, uh, trailer for Doctor Strange, too. Um, I don't know if Falcon the Winter Soldier will be to Black Widow or something. I don't know. I guess so I, I think that prequel, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to introduce Zemo back into the universe as a major villain. I think that um, White Vision could reintroduce Ultron back into the universe because a lot of people are really, really pissed off at what they did with Ultron. Like, Joss Whedon movies aside, like I did, I, I didn't hate Age of Ultron, but okay. you, you took one of these like really big bad guys and you ended it like that, right? Like, and, and he almost killed it off completely. So we're going to see, you know, we'll see. So another ending piece that everybody is talking about is Ralph. We finally found out who Ralph Boner was. I mean,. <laughs> Quicksilver is awesome. just a guy named Ralph Boner. Um, Which is I why thought, she kept saying my husband. Yeah, you called it so long ago. I, I I thought it was fucking brilliant. Like, that's just like Kevin Feige or whoever the fuck came up with this. Like, wow, kudos to those guys. <laughs> because not only did they troll everybody by making you think, is the X-Men, are the X-Men being introduced and blah, blah. It's like, no. Not only are they not being introduced to this thing, but the guy who you thought was Quicksilver, his last name's Boner, and he's just yeah. like a hobo that lives in his like <laughs> in his parents' uh, uh, like attic or something, and he's just a, a weirdo. And it's just, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was like, like I said a few weeks ago. I mean, we've reviewed this show what nine straight weeks, but and I, I'm happy we'll get a break um, yeah. from reviewing Marvel stuff because we can review two bad movies or whatever the fuck we're doing. Um, but I, I I don't think they should carry the continuity um, continuity um, mistakes. For, yeah, yeah just I agree. don't don't carry those because X Men is a mess. You're gonna have to explain why Charles Xavier says that he met Eric when he was 17 in the first X Men movie, and then they meet and they're like 30 years old and uh, uh, first class and all those things. Like you don't have, you should not deal with it. Like just. If you're going to introduce the X-Men, just bring them in in some other Yeah, do it correctly. Yeah, yeah. do it correctly. And yeah. what I I actually think that a lot of people on the internet thought that this was such a waste of a great actor and all that. I saw all of no, these people get so mad about it. It was perfect. It was you know perfect. why? I talked about, I was like, this is the entrance of the multiverse. This is the entrance of the X-Men. Like, everybody on the internet said the same thing that we said, which was like, oh my god, what are they doing? This is so cool. And then they're like, Oh, you thought we were going to do that? Nah, we're 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 better than that. We're not going to make it a one-line fix or something. We're we're going to make this so much better. And you're just like perfect. I agree. I perfect. agree with you 100% perfect. that like because it trolled every, and boner is like, you know, like it's it means two things, but usually a boner is like a joke or whatever like from the 1950s. So like even the the name <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like even the name is making fun of you. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it was fucking brilliant. I mean, that that is that is like world class trolling right there. And and you know, I was talking to some people from work that are not even like you know 
uh, geeks or anything, but they were saying like how people spend weeks speculating, like what is happening? Like, is Mephisto going to show up? And is this going to happen? Is the other thing? And and then ultimately it was just it was just a show setting up the next movies, but like there wasn't a lot of like new characters introduced. I guess besides Monica, but Monica was technically there already. Um, well, not technically she was there. She was just yeah. a child, but she was there. Um, and, and how people are pissed off now because what they thought the show was going to be in their head was not what happened. And, 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 and somebody brought up Lost. And it's like, Lost is just, all you did at Lost is just speculate and think of mm-hmm. theories. And in the end, I don't think the frustration with Lost was that theories weren't right. I think it was that not, no explanations were given to a lot of things. Yeah. And here and here, people are pissed because the movies that or the shows that they wrote in their heads were not uh, what happened, and that's just like, I mean, it is what yeah. it is. It's it's just like you can't write a movie in your head and just expect. And it's just being Snyder people, you know, like Snyder's gonna be my favorite movie. I've read people saying, I think the Snyder cut's gonna be my favorite movie, and it's like, no, it's not. Like it's it's. I mean, how do you know? Or maybe it will be, but how do you know? You know? I mean, execs are already saying that it's bad, so we we know that it's going to be bad. But well, it was so bad, like they they had brought in Joss. Anyway, we can't help ourselves. Yeah, anyway, we can't moving on. Moving not on. this week. Not this well, week. What's after Ralph Border? So, <laughs> like, the the expectations did play a big part in it, and yeah. I'm glad you brought up Lost because this is not only this generation's Lost. But it did a mu- it did a better job at finalizing things than Lost did. I could have told you from the know. second or third episode of Lost. <laughs> oh, I could have told you from the second or third episode of Lost that everybody was dead. Sorry, like I should have said okay. spoiler alert. Is, but... I, I think we've talked about this before, but and I didn't bring it up. But not everybody's dead in Lost. That is not what happens. <sighs> they they. Okay, next week we talk about Lost. Next okay, week, we'll talk about, no Snyder, we'll talk about Lost. There, okay, next week we talk about Lost because, and, and a movie because there's no Marvel shows to talk about. And I think it's our only week of the year because next, next week is the Snyder Cut. Of the, yeah, it is. Uh, so, so look, look, anyway, anyway Lost, that is not how it ends. But um, I personally yes. think that they did a much better job because they left things open-ended. But guess what? We will actually get answers eventually. Like it, no, but it's just no, no. It, it's like Iron Man two. Iron Man two is, I think, it's the one that's criticized the most. It was a tease for the next movie. Like yeah, it was just course. a long tease, and people were like, "Why the? Why are you teasing me?" And I think you know, within mediocre MCU movies, Iron Man three is superior because it just starts and ends, and it's self contained. Oh, and it's I a, hate Iron Man three. It yeah, ruins but you know so what I'm much. Saying. But you know yeah, I saying. get what you're saying. I, I just I, hate it so much. I, I like, like it. Before the third act, like I think the third act is when it, when they did the Mandarin twist, and that's that action scene with Air Force One, and he saves all those people. That I actually, fantastic. I will say this: I actually thought, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. We always do this. I actually thought <laughs> that Iron Man three was Marvel jumping the shark. When I saw it in theaters, I was like, "This is it." I was like, "Marvel's jumped the shark." I was like, "They had a great run, but now we have Iron so Man three. I was like, this is how it, if the ending begins. And matter of fact, they're going back and rewriting most of what happened in Iron Man 3 because it was it was just so bad. And actually, the comic books that Iron Man 3 is written about are so much better. And they have the same plot line and the same stupid twist and all of that, but they're just better. 
Anyway, I liked I liked the the action sequences are good. I like that scene where he has like one Iron Man arm and one Iron Man shoe or whatever yeah. you want to call it, and like he's using a gun. I like I think. Anyway, tangent. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> so the end of this episode, because we're gonna keep talking about the end of it, because it was really just the end. Like this one episode was like the you know it was basically like the third act of the movie, right? So like. The end of this had a lot of CG. We know that it had a ton of CG. We knew that it was going to have a lot of CG because, you know, it's Vision battling Vision. We got the tease at the end of the last episode. Was it overused? Like, Yeah, I think think it was. I think... (laughs) Here's the thing. Vision was introduced in the after-credits scene of the last episode, only to show up here. Um... So Vision would have somebody to fight and to set up the next movie. But, like, there was no story reason for it to matter. Because even, what was his name again? The villain guy? Hayward. Hayward just showed up one second. And then he was gone. He was set up as the villain. I thought he was a scroll Because he was a He was weird. Because he was a nice guy to Monica in the first episode of Monica appeared. And he was the fourth episode of the show. And then all of a sudden he turned, like, he became a dick. And I was like, this is weird. Like, this guy's probably has probably been replaced by a, by a scroll. But then, nothing. Well, no so resolution with I, like, what happened to this guy. Nothing. I hate to tell you this, but I'm pretty sure this... I think he is a scroll. I still believe that. And I'm pretty sure that this is a setup for um, another big racist. series that we know that's coming, which is Secret Invasion. Yeah. Yeah, probably Monica. I, uh, Monica is going to be in that one. I yeah, mean, I'm of course. sure of, of it. Course, because of also, th- that's the difference between setup and setup. Like, the ending of Spider Man Far From Home is Nick Fury in space. And yeah. it seems like he's in a scroll ship or something. So that's it's the probably... sword. Yeah, it's the sword yes. ship that he's built. Yeah. Right. So that's probably that's a good setup because it's the after credit scene and, like, where is he? What's going to happen? But when the whole show is a setup, when Monica, yeah. Monica's a character, she. Okay, you could have taken her out of the story, and it wouldn't have mattered. You're right, and but in a good way, and I'm gonna say this in a good way because honestly, we got to learn a lot about um, Scarlet Witch that we never knew, right? And, and I actually really enjoyed that. I think that yeah, learning yeah. Wanda's backstory was excellent, and and that was the real point of the show. So in one way, we got a a backstory show, almost a prequel to. Age of Ultron, where we learn all of those things. And then at the same time, you know, we we get, I don't know, we, we get introduced to all of these new characters to set up Phase 4. Um, yeah, who knows? It's just, I, I mean, here's the thing. I get your annoyance with it. I totally do. Yeah, it's just, I feel like I'm, I'm going in circles with this. So I'll just, this will be my last point about setup, setup, setup. Um, but... Captain America Civil War. There's a scene in Age of Ultron where Captain America and Iron Man kind of disagree over something, remember? About over the over Ultron. Yeah. And that's that was setting up that they were not agreeing on everything and they were like, Yeah, and the know, Civil War was gonna happen. Yeah. But then the conflict that they have in Civil War has absolutely nothing to do. I mean, I guess I guess Ultron set up the fact that Tony Stark is afraid. Um, he wants to have government control. 
Um, so that was good. But, but but Ultron had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and and it's Tony Stark's guilt just carries on to the next movie. But Ultron ended that that part of his character, and then when you want to set it up in the next one, he explains it's just for my mistakes. I think we need government uh, oversight, and then and then Captain America goes to uh, Peggy Carter's uh, funeral, and he sees uh, he listens to Agent Thirteen, and she's like. My grandma was saying, like, don't give up, don't give in, you know, even if it takes everything you got, just do what you believe in. And that's why he decides to rebel against the government. So yeah. that is effective enough set up for that movie that it doesn't rely on the confrontation that happened in Age of Ultron. So my point here being, like, we would have if 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 in Doctor Doctor Strange is going to be about Scarlet Witch going crazy and House of Emming the whole thing. We don't need the show. Um, if, if a movie has to stand on its own, you know, like it. And I think it will. I think that this is also just setting up for a lot of other shows. And the next thing that we're going to talk about is the legacy of the show before we move on. But I think that the legacy of this show is actually going to be great. I think that it, it proves that comic book movies can go into a very different direction than we ever thought. So like, and they're not even movies, they're now shows, but it can actually have a level of depth and speculation that we didn't have before. Because like the problem with the movie is we did, we had a beginning, middle, end. This is setting up a million characters and that's all the show is going to be recognized for. In the end, when we're looking back at this, I think, two years from now is when phase four kind of ends. So I think in two years when we're done, especially after this year, where I think there's like eight things, nine things coming out, the legacy of WandaVision will just be that it was a big setup unless, and there are some rumblings that we might get a second season of WandaVision and it won't be WandaVision, but it'll be, another oh, like bridge yeah it'll be a bridge into these other other things i i mean here's the thing if you'd asked me last week i would have said the exact same thing you did like you can take chances you can do crazy things different things with these characters and that was what i admired the most about this show and and will forever because i do think it was bold and it deserves the praise it got from you from me from everybody but I think the legacy is going to be these shows are trailers for the movies. I, I think that's what the legacy is going to be. I think. I yeah, think it's just a setup. That's all these a are a setup. Yeah. So, like, when you're going to have a She Hulk show, it's going to be setting up uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know, Avengers. Um, and then when you're going to have a Miss Marvel show, it's going to be setting up Captain Marvel, too. And you're going to have a. You know, it's just going to be. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope really really hope i'm wrong like in a way i hope that what 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 i was saying was a bad thing about the falcon and the winter Winter soldier was that it was so self-contained and only about you know like just who who cares about what these two guys are going to be doing fighting simo and we're like who who gives a fuck but at the same time if it's so self-contained if it's its own story it's a story set within the mammoth cinematic universe it's about these boring ass characters that hopefully won't be as boring, you know. But just not setting up the next movie, it's just its own story. Like Guardians of the Galaxy didn't set up Aven- Avengers: Age of Ultron and didn't set up anything. It was just Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Well, I guess it set up the Infinity Stone. But, you know, it was subtle, and it was part of the narrative. And and I hope the legacy of this show is not that that is what Disney Plus is going to be doing with the shows. I hope I hope it's not. I don't think it will be. I think that a lot of the shows will be self-contained, and I think that the thing is, is a lot of these movies were already planned, and I and because of that, these shows are going to be set up for those planned movies. But as we've learned in this last year, streaming is where a lot of these big bets are going. And if Disney can limit themselves to two major, like you got to think, this year alone we're having twenty, or we're having um, what we're having eight movies or six movies. I can't remember anymore. Oh, I think it's God. six. So far, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so far it's going to be six. I, I, I think it's six. I mean, for, I mean, I think no, I think it's more. I mean, it's it's like three a year. Well, I think, but this year, because we're getting all of the movies from last year and this year, I think that basically what I'm trying to say is they're going to be able to limit that to maybe Wait, let's, one let's blockbuster movie. Let's, let's start. Okay, to Black them. Widow. Black Widow, Eternals. Shang Chi. Uh, yes. Um, um, the Eternals. Wait, I already counted Eternals. Hang on, no. There's there's Black Widow, Shang Chi, the Eternals, Spider Man. And I'm missing one more, at least. Oh, you're this you're year. doing chrono- chronologically. Doctor yeah, Strange, and there, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is that this year or is that yeah, next that's year? Next year, yeah, that's next year. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. three. Yep. Um, it, uh, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, yeah. Um, There's one. There we're missing a bunch. Captain Marvel two. Yep. Black Panther. Black Panther two. two. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's like ten. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of movies. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a, I mean, it's so many that we can't remember them, and we're talking uh, about Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That oh uh, yeah, Quantumanium. Quantumania. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, the two years we're getting that many movies. Look, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. My point is with this that, that this is gonna be known as a, a setup, and I think you agree for all of the other Marvel stuff. What I hope is that these turn into the mainstream stuff and we just have year-round Marvel, and then we get a couple big pops maybe once or yeah. twice a year with movies. I don't need five movies every year. I'm okay with one or two if they continue to feed me content like WandaVision. That's my final word on this. I agree. That part I do agree with. Look at us politely disagreeing. All I right. know. <laughs> let's, let's, we have to yell at each other. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on to the next. <laughs> All right, this is your favorite part of the show where we talk about uh, 90s movies and, you know, early 2000s action movies and just the stuff you don't remember, but we do. And it's, it's, it. it's, it's living in our brains, you know, taking up, you know, space instead of, you know, remembering, you know, important stuff. It, it, it's in a corner of my brain with, with uh, uh, Meghan Merkel's interview from yesterday. And, you know, like it's just in that corner of stuff you don't need, but it's right there. Um, so this week is the Lost World Jurassic Park. Uh, and it's because we agreed to talk about a Spielberg film. And we had a, again, we, as usual, we agreed on what movies we should put on a Twitter poll. Um, uh, so people could vote that, you know, what are we going to talk about? Okay. Uh, right. So, um, 
I, I, we usually, you know, we don't, we don't have the massive Twitter following, so we usually have like what twenty votes or something like that. Yeah, something like um, that. We have enough friends on Twitter that want to make us watch really crappy movies. I think. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, so this one, fortunately or unfortunately, was retweeted by my friend uh, Todd from Movies Matrix, who has like seventeen thousand followers or something, um, and we got like I don't know sixty votes which is a lot for you know for us yeah for us starting small we're episode 13 um no money on marketing (laughs) um so anyway point being my conclusion was we had well just to set the stage we had the lost world we had munich which i believe is one of spielberg's best movies but nobody talks about it um the adventures of tintin a movie that nobody remembers even happened and War of the Worlds, which was fine. Um, but I, I, I kind of felt like watching all of them. So we can do more Spielberg movies later, although next week's going to be lost, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, so my conclusion was that people love their franchises. Uh, and they just see Jurassic Park and it's like, yeah, I know that one. But, like, you know, most 15-year-olds don't know what Munich is, you know, especially because it has such a bad name. Like, what would you name it? Munich. I think I need to go back and watch it again, by the way, because, like, I love that movie, but it's been a while since I've watched it, and next I put week. myself through this movie, so, yeah, maybe yeah. next week I'll watch it. Next week, Munich. Yeah, I love Munich. It's it's brutal. It's Anyway, we're not talking about that this week. We'll save it. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't want to do general thoughts, because we'll do general thoughts as we go along. So, the first thing that I really liked upon rewatch and i want to get your thoughts on like what do you think about the setup like the, the movie set up in the aftermath of the incident in isla nublar um and this time there's another uh, island called isla uh sorna where they used it to um hatch you know the dinosaurs you know have them there for a while and then move them to the park whenever they were ready which is kind of funny because you see them hatch in the first movie in isla nublar but i'm yeah. sure there was some back and forth of um and you know this island um was hit by a hurricane so it was evacuated so now it's just the dinosaurs roaming around free you know um and uh, john hammond is trying to save this island because they want to yeah ingen has been taken over by his evil son um who wants to create another park with dinosaurs in it but in an amphitheater in san diego for some fucking reason um anyway the setup is that nobody believes like like jurassic park the incident was it's almost a myth because nobody talks about it except for the crazy guy except for uh uh ian malcolm who's a crazy guy because everybody signed ndas and nobody violated them except for for um ian malcolm so it's like a myth so i love that setup i'm sorry i talked a lot but what do you think john I mean, other than, like, some really big flaws that I, like, the whole, you see them hatching on one island and, like, all of those things, like, it, the, it's a good setup. I, it, it's not bad. It, it's not bad. There, like, I'm, I'm a little upset that, like, I can't say anything really negative about it because the following movie has, like, a much worse setup than this one which they kind of, like, allude to in this movie somehow by the little girl getting attacked at the very beginning. That being said, it's not a bad setup. 
it's like very much of a sequel setup. Like, oh well, we have this blockbuster franchise, and we need a really easy way to explain it. So yeah, get, make people go back to this island. Make them go back, island. but it's not the same island. It's a different island. Yeah. Well, here's um, the thing. Here's another thing about the setup that I like, though. Like, if this happened in real life, the characters that you see going to the island, the crazy paleontologist, the big, you know, hunter, lion hunter, and elephant hunter, and, you know, the the, the the Greenpeace photographer that's horny, and, like, the crazies would go to this island because they want to see this, you know, the crazy... So, I again, th- those are good ideas, in my view. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think that those are good setups, and I agree that, like, those are the type of people that this would attract. I just, like... I don't know. I think what I think is really awesome is I actually did like Jurassic World setup where they went back and they actually built another park and that. I like that movie. I like that. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. I didn't think what was it the Fallen Kingdom was nearly as good, but it was a it it was just like this, right? It was a decent setup. Fallen Kingdom is better than this. Fallen Kingdom is better. Okay, I I I know, but it's a very similar setup where it's like let's go to the island, let's grab these dinosaurs, let's bring them back to the mainland oh crap, one got out. Like, it's really (laughs) funny that, and this is going into general thoughts now, I'm sitting there and I'm watching Lost World and I'm like, huh, it's literally like they had two movies back in the 90s and then they were like, well, let's do another cash grab real quick. Okay, new park, same island. Okay, we need to save the dinosaurs and bring them to the mainland because of conservation, which is literally what John Hammond, like, pitches to Malcolm. He's like, oh, we have to conserve the dinosaurs, blah, 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 which is literally why they saved them in Fallen Kingdom. So they just cloned these movies, slapped different titles on them, put more attractive characters, and we're just like, okay, we're not calling The Lost World, it's called Fallen Kingdom. But that being said, it's an adequate movie. The setup is adequate, it's not so crazy that I'm like, this is dumb. Like Jurassic Park. You're talking Park about three. Pouring, pouring Dra- I, I'm talking about both, but like, uh, like Jurassic Park three has the worst setup ever. Like it really does. It, it it's has just the, the worst. worst everything ever. Yeah, um, it's that, that such movie, a waste of a good character too. It, it, that movie was in many ways to me like when you realize you're growing up, you're becoming an adult, and you realize you know there are things that you can really deeply dislike. You know, yeah. like, and you go watch and it's like, really? I've been waiting like five years or whatever. I think it came out in 2001. Um, it's like, I've been waiting so long for this. And this, this. is the same year Harry Potter came out and Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. And yeah. Anyway, Lost World. Um, Lost, yeah. yeah. The, I, so it was good. The, the Crazy Hunter, by the way, reminded me of like Jumanji, like, which was a very, like, it, it, that movie was around the same time, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so we had these characters and these tropes of the nineties. So it's, it's all adequate. It works as a setup to progress the plot forward. Yes, I agree. And then this time the main character is Ian Malcolm who shines in the first movie. I recently rewatched the first two and he shines. He's so fucking funny. He's He's again, the crazy, but he's really smart. What do you think about him being the main guy here though? He has a lot of really good quips, like the cheeseburger, like the cheeseburger quick quip. Remember when they're hanging from the 
Yeah. It's like, oh, two, like, three double cheeseburgers with everything. <laughs> like, you know, it's a... Which, like, this movie screen. I, I do want to mention this, because I don't think we thought... This movie screams Spielberg. Every shot in this movie is like, yep, Spielberg directed this. Like, I could never have seen a Spielberg movie and know that, like, Spielberg directed this, right? Um, Except for the lack of heart. Like, Spielberg, you can say whatever you want about him, but usually he's better at characters and motivation. And that's what I was going to say is, like, in I don't think that Malcolm is a good character in this movie, and I don't think that any of the other supporting characters are very good. Um, like, uh, visual, yeah, the daughter's so, yeah. And the whole gymnastics thing, like, it's it's a one-line fix that they that is obviously a ploy for later in the movie, and that whole scene is just awkward. Visually, it's a Spielberg movie, but it's much like, um, it kind of, like, to me, I, I'm not a big, and people are going to hate me, I'm not a big Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom fan. I think that it, that, to me, is, like, the same type of way where you have these kind of generic characters. And then eventually, like, Spielberg came back and, and did more Indiana Jones. And it was much better until he did another Indiana Jones, and then it was what, much worse. Which I guess um, we'll get to in this show eventually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the character, yeah, Malcolm, it's the same thing that you and I are sitting here talking about not to relate to Marvel, but like, can Anthony Mackie like be uh, a leading man? Malcolm yes. can't be a leading man in my perfect, opinion. perfect analogy. Yes, exactly. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And he's funny. He's got the quips. Goldblum in any movie is, you know, enough. He's Goldblum. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he shouldn't be the hero because he's not. He he's not. He's yeah. Um, but he's definitely not even close to the worst part of the movie. And you hinted at it already. <laughs> The supporting characters, God, the daughter, um, the villain, the villain, just some dumb guy that when he has, I don't know if this happened to you, but when he first shows up in the island and he's in that Jeep with Roland Tembo, the the, the hunter, um, but when he first saw, shows up in the island, he's wearing sunglasses and I didn't realize that was him. I was like, yeah, I didn't guy? either. I didn't either. Right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I guess he's the villain and he has like the most generic British butler voice and roland timbo is and this is a, a big flaw in the movie i feel like roland timbo is set up as a villainous character right and then spielberg about halfway it, it's almost like okay you see him in the beginning of the movie and then halfway through the movie you see him being nice to our other leading characters and then he catches the t-rex and then he's just never heard of never come and back. it's like so we in my opinion, he's probably one of the best characters in the movie. I think he, he's the absolute best. I think he's and, he's really well set up. Great performance. He's the best. and then he's thrown away. Like and then he's gone. But, but that, that movie, this movie keeps doing that. Keep it, yeah. it, it does that so many times. Like it sets up something. Like it sets up Jon Hammond, and he doesn't come back until the end for one second scene in the TV. Um, yeah, they set up the paleontologist with a cowboy hat and the beard. Yep. I mean, I guess he's eaten, but like you know, unceremoniously, like in a he gets a like almost an Indiana Jones throw back because of the snake goes down his yeah. like shirt, and then he yes. runs out and gets eaten by the T Rex. Yeah, and also and like everyone disappears for the third act. Everyone except for Malcolm yeah. and and and, uh, and and what is definitely the worst character in the history of Jurassic <sighs> Park, yeah. Sarah Harding, Doctor. Dr. Sarah Harding, air quotes. Yeah, I, it's just so bad. 
when when is is Julianne Moore bad? Like even when she's ba- she's in a bad movie, she's good. Yeah, I don't know I, what happened. I have no idea. Every every choice that he she took was bad. Every writing choice was bad. She's so fucking stupid with like carrying around the bloody uh, jacket yeah. when she knows that T Rexes are all of a sudden in this universe. I don't know dogs. Bloodhounds. Oh, and, oh my God! And the T Rex <laughs> thing. Okay, so here's a, another just bad moment. Oh, okay, God. so T Rexes can smell like what ten miles away or something in the movie. But yeah, she's carrying around a bloody thing and like leaving a trail for the T Rexes. Yes. And then the one um, Roland's character doesn't say anything. Like, oh, maybe you should leave that. Okay, so he doesn't say anything. And then she doesn't know. And then the T-Rexes eat one human, and they're, they're satiated. This giant dinosaur is satiated off a single human and then goes away and doesn't bother them anymore. So, hang on. Why would the T-Rex go well out of its hunting zone to hunt these people? In the movie, they explain it as they're protecting their, the area from their baby. But then why are they just killing once? If they're protecting the area, they're going to kill everything that gets in that area, yeah. not just one person. Yeah. So it, it just like the plots don't line up there and you're just like, OK, well, whatever. Like it's Jurassic Park. I get to see some really cool T-Rex scenes where a mother and a father T-Rex are like nursing this cub. And I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think Spielberg had a lot of great ideas for action sequences because the action is great. Like that scene with the, you know, hanging the hanging really big. Yeah. And it falls down. That is, that is the the scene where she's in the glass. If only you cared about the stupid character, but the way she's in the glass and the glass is cracking, that's nightmare inducing. And then the scene where they're walking through the really tall uh, grass with the raptors coming in. That is yep. gold. Like they have so many of those great sequences. Or, or when I was a kid, like the fact that a guy is eaten, like is torn in half by two T Rexes, was the yep. coolest thing in the universe, and it still was. But beyond it, just there's nothing beyond that in this movie. The only thing I think probably you know kind of works is that it's still scientific, which I think none of the other Jurassic Park movies are. You know, it's still like like you, you just explain how they're trying to, you know, compensate why the T-Rex yeah. is chasing you. It's like, oh, territorial. And, you know, it has uh, they have some conversations about, oh, you know, there's academic debate or the, whether T-Rex is, you know, going to protect their young and whatever. Like those things, I, I believe, are better than than even Jurassic World, which is probably the, the, the superior sequel. But um, I I. I really don't think that that's enough to make this movie work because especially the third act, like let's talk about the third act, but yeah. why is it a, a comedy all of a sudden? It becomes a comedy. Well, okay. So, okay. I, this is like, I, I, I really wanted to talk about this. How did all the people die? In the ship? Yes, it doesn't make sense. How did he eat people in that tiny room with a rudder or whatever you used? Oh, yeah, and and also how is the T-Rex encapsulated in that thing? Yes, 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 yes. If he already ate everybody. If he already ate everybody. It makes no sense at all. Like, when I was younger watching this movie, I really didn't pay attention to it that much, but as an older person watching this movie, I'm like, 
Are there Velociraptors coming out? Are there the little baby dinosaurs that we saw earlier on that, like, killed the one annoying character who always plays the Russian mob guy? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter, Peter Stormare. He was yeah. in Prison Break. and He was the devil in Constantine. He actually, he was in um, John Wick 2 smoking a cigar yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. I like that he guy because he's always, like, extra. He's, like, always yeah. acting too much. Yeah. Speaking of John Wick 2, that opening scene, oh, well, we need to do an entire John yeah, Wick episode oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. my God. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so exactly, like, I was thinking maybe it was the little dinosaurs or something, but they never explain any of that. And then, like, does the ship just mystically, like, know to turn into a harbor? And, like, did it eat them in the last two seconds before <laughs> the ship, like, ran aground? I mean, like, all It of ate them things. in the last two seconds and pressed on the gas or whatever you press yeah. on a ship to go as fast as it could towards the dock. And, and, for example, and then locked also, itself away. And then it locked back itself away so to, to, for dramatic effect. And then also, like, it comes out and then Dr. Stupid says, oh, he's going to look for a source of water because he's dehydrated. And then they have a shot of the dinosaur in front of the, like, the the, the, yeah. the San Diego Bay. Um, lots of water, but it, then it goes to a pool and it, it drinks water from a pool, I guess, yeah, because he doesn't like... And I mean, salt, salt water, water yeah. is not good to quench your thirst, but neither is pool water. I don't... Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the whole... That whole scene with the kid and whatever. I honestly, like... I don't know if you remember this, but when this movie came out, there was like a McDonald's commercial and it was like a T-Rex in the McDonald's commercial and like the, the kids were free. It reminded me of this stupid McDonald's commercial <laughs> from like what has to be that, like 20 some years ago now. But it's just like, it's just so dumb. So like, dumb. So dumb. It, you, the movie actually did have some promise that it could have redeemed itself in, in the third act, right? It could have, they could have gotten the, yeah, they, it could have gotten the people to, uh, it, it could have gotten the dinosaur, sorry, to the San Diego, um, what a containment facility, whatever that thing is called. And then it could have had somebody sabotage them to get loose. Right. Matter of fact, I actually think if I, if we're going to talk about rewriting the ending real quick, if I were to write this ending, I would have taken um, Roland, right? And I would have had him be the saboteur of the T-Rex when it's at the facility and it's his redemption arc as to him feeling guilty about the, the dinosaur. And then the dinosaur gets loose because of him, because he takes down engine for what they have done to these animals. Like, boom, I just wrote a much better third act than they came up with, right? Then Sarah, that Dr. Stupid Harding having a sniper tranquilizer. <laughs> oh, God, this fucking movie. And then he presses, and then Malcolm presses the button, and then it closes. You know, when I was a kid, I always thought that Roland Tembo died on the ship. I always thought that that the hand that was like holding the switch mm -hmm. remember <laughs> like that was his i don't know why it was that's just my thinking but clearly now that i see it again he clearly goes on a helicopter yeah he goes off he's like screw this i'm done yeah it's a fuck this yeah like he gets redemption again the most interesting character in the movie by far and then he's sad that peter stormer died another good death scene right but 
Peter Stormer, like yeah, um, like nightmare stuff. Those things eating. There's there's a scene where somebody's eating his lip. One, oh. Not somebody. One of the uh, compies is eating his lip, and it's like, oh, this is cringy. It it has so many great things, but it's it's a failure of a movie. It's it's. I, I, yeah. I, final I, verdict I, is it's a miserable it's, movie. It's, if you want to go watch it, uh, once they catch the T Rex, just think that they opened a park in San Diego and everybody was happy, and that's what Universal Studios is in Los Angeles now, right? Like, uh, I mean, I would just skip the whole thing. I mean, if you're not like a big fan of Jurassic Park, I don't see any reason why you should watch this thing. Um, well, I guess for the thrilling dinosaur sequences, but it's just. It's not compelling. It's boring in many, many parts. It's just like, uh, you know. There's like, a lot of buildup with with no action to it. Vince Vaughn's character, for instance, like, um, he one just disappears. And, uh, another one that just disappears. He's, he, he could have potentially been, like, a cool guy. I remember as a kid, I was just like, oh, Nick Van Owen, he's, like, a cool guy. Yeah. I, I had a toy, you know, like, Nick Van, Van Owen toy. I thought that he was going to get killed by the Raptors. In that scene, like it would be his almost like like another. I mean, this movie is filled where you could have had a lot of amazing redemption arcs, right? Yeah, like yeah. he he could have been because he was kind of a tool, right? Like he like went into Greenpeace to as a womanizer and all of this stuff, and it could have been like a great redemption arc for him at the end to save like this woman and this child. Uh, but he just well, gets he... on the helicopter and rides away. That's another thing. Like he gets into Greenpeace for the women, but then he's also an environmentalist or, or an environmental uh, terrorist. Yeah, because he he takes the bullets from um, Ronald well, Timbo's like, uh, rifle. And well, Timbo actually says like, "Oh, it's this guy. He's an environmental terrorist." Like that's yes. a line in the movie. Yes. So so which one is it? Is it just a horny like? Anyway, final verdict. <laughs> Is the what I keep saying about Jurassic Park saga is just uh, Jurassic Park slash world. Um, some people didn't like Fallen Kingdom. I like Fallen Kingdom. I think it's a it's a dumb dinosaur movie that has some thrilling sequences, um, stupid plot twists like the little girl that's a clone and all those things. But it is the Jurassic World. Oh, I movies. forgot about that. Within their campiness and, 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 and stupid plot points, they are way better than these. Um, oh, than yeah. This one and the third one. I, I, that, that is my final verdict. And uh, Jurassic Park was a, was a one-time thing, you know. And, and, and if, if you were going to redo it, yeah. actually follow Michael Crichton's book. Like that that's another thing that we can go into. Just follow it. I read book. it. I read it. It's really good. It's yeah, you can you can follow it. It's way more violent, way more scientific. Um I, I'm talking about the first one. I didn't read The Lost World. I, I read yeah. I read Jurassic Park. Um yeah. But anyway, this this made me angrier than I thought it would, John. I thought we'd have more fun, but this wasn't like Swordfish. You know, Swordfish was just fucking entertaining. Yeah, um, this was just not I watched it and I was just like, ugh. Like, I didn't want to watch it anymore. So, like, you know, this is another episode of Crappy Movie of the Week. Yeah. So, I guess next week we'll try to get to... You know what would be good? I'm, um, I just got the Matrix trilogy on 4K. And I'm sure you hate the Matrix 2 and 3. I love them. Both. Oh, like, I hate them so and, much. And, 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 actually, I mean, actually. Yeah. 
I won't even fight you on the second one because when the second one came out and it ended, I was like, this is going to be the greatest movie trilogy ever. And then I got to the third one and I was like, oh, this is so, so bad. I like, why did you? One. I love that. Oh, I, I it's, absolutely. It's my least. It made me. I got so. Anyway, you know what? I'm willing to even bring in like Leo and Ryan and Amanda. <laughs> Whoever the fuck wants to come in and fight me, I'll fight you for the Matrix. Um, the movie that shouldn't exist that does. <laughs> yes, I don't care. I like them. I I like all the the movies that Wachowskis have done. I didn't yeah. like their show, the Sensei show. I didn't like it very much. I like Jupiter Ascending too. I think it's kind of entertaining. It's got some great ideas. Um, yeah, and great action. Anyway, tangents, tangents. This this has been this week. It's called the Tangents Show. You're welcome. Um, we will be back next week with one week of no Marvel, John. We should one make the best of it. One week of no Marvel, only you know, uh, other kinds of nonsense. Hopefully Munich. I hope Munich, but we'll see. Yeah, let's. I think we should do Munich. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, you should follow us on Twitter at Cinespection, where we will update, and you can be a part of our polls when we're deciding what to watch for next week. Um. And you can follow me at Film Opinionitis. I wrote my uh, review of WandaVision that echoes, of course, what I said here on my site uh, this week. So you should check that out for sure. And then John, you can follow him at Joe Firth. That's J-O-H-F-I-R-T-H. Um, and, you know, we're all over the place. We talk movies. We talk TV shows. We make no sense. And we're proud of it, right? Um, so... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us for almost an hour about the lost world. Um, this has been, thank you, John. Thank you, John. Yeah, of course. Great. It's been fun. Another week of, of pendants. This is what the show is going to be. I'm just, I'm just telling you guys, it's going to be like five minutes of Marvel shows and then an hour on bad early 2000s, late nineties movies. Um, tune in next week for daylight. Remember daylight with Stallone? Oh God. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, this has been Sin Inspection. Goodbye, good night, good luck.